This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says. Promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast, on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. It's important to establish a culture of winning, the importance of winning, and doing things the right way. So for us, it's just to keep building upon that. up Miami Dolphins fans welcome into a special Wednesday edition of fin it to win it brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and bet online my name is Riley Bratch alongside Mason Inglehart everybody loves bonus content Mason and man we have an awesome episode to bring Dolphins fans today we are chatting with Dolphins rookie tight end Bryce Sturk he has a fascinating story we're going to get into in a little bit but first we have a really cool fan giveaway that we started today on social media at Finit to Win It. Mason, why don't you tell the people a little bit more about what we're doing? So on yesterday's show, Riley, you are actually a, a little bit of a fashion model. I gave you a credit. <laughs> you looked great and you're brand new. You ordered your brand new Tua jersey. Now, of course, we're not giving we're not giving a lucky fan the one you bought. But a lucky fan is going to have the chance to win a brand new Tua jersey. They get to pick the style, the color, all that great stuff. And it's so easy to win this contest. I don't think we could have made it any easier. All you have to do is go onto Facebook or Twitter and follow Finit to Win It. And when we post throughout the next several weeks, we're going to post several times about the jersey contest. You have to like and retweet that post. If it's on Twitter, retweet it. And you're going to be entered to win this. So the more you do that, the more chances you're going to have to win this awesome gift giveaway. We really appreciate the fan connections we had. We've been doing this show for only about a month now, and we've had some awesome responses to questions and social media posts we've been putting up. So we want to reward the fans, and we're going to continue to do this uh, throughout the offseason and the season. Yeah, we started it today. We posted something about the jersey giveaway today. So go right now, Twitter, Facebook, while you keep listening to this podcast, of course, go to f- Twitter and Facebook at Finit to Win It and engage with the post. If you already follow us, this is important to mention. If you already follow us on Twitter or Facebook, all you got to do is either on Facebook share and like the post, or on Twitter retweet and like the post, and you will be entered. And like Mason said, the more times you engage with our posts over the next couple of weeks, the more entries you will have, thus making it more likely for you to win the free to a Jersey. So make sure you go and do that. We're going to be doing these giveaways from here on out. 
moving forward. We're going to try to find ways to get fans more involved in the show. And we're starting it off with a bang with the two a Jersey giveaway. So make sure you check us out at Finna to win it on Facebook and Twitter. All right, Mason. So we chatted with Bryce Sturk over the past weekend. He's got a fascinating story. We were going back and we did our tight end depth chart dive. Um, and when we were kind of doing the research, we got to Bryce Sturk and we were like, man, this guy's story is fascinating. We're talking about a guy that comes from the FCS level at Montana State. And he was an All-American on the defensive side of the ball. And now he's signing with the Miami Dolphins to play tight end. But what makes it even more interesting, Mason, is that he had multiple offers from other teams to play on the defensive side of the ball. And he still chose to go with the Miami Dolphins and play tight end. Yeah, it, it really is a great interview that we have with Bryce. And as the years pass, we see more and more unconventional tight ends in this league. So it is interesting to see that we do have someone on our squad undrafted, but he is signing with the Dolphins and trying to make it as a tight end. And it's an interesting positional group with the Dolphins right now because behind Mike Gesicki, there's not a lot of depth there. So that he has a great opportunity to make a spot on this team and really create an opportunity for himself. Yeah, so we're going to chat with Bryce about his journey, his college career, his journey through the NFL draft process, conversations he had with teams leading up to the draft, and obviously signing with the Miami Dolphins and getting ready for training camp and the season as a tight end, transitioning from college to the NFL. So we're going to get to that here in just a second. But first, a quick read from our sponsor at Bet Online. Guys, there's no shortage of action going on right now at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are finally coming back, and Bet Online has hundreds of games, events, and sports to get in on. That's right, Riley. Live sports are coming back. Hallelujah. They are back in our lives. But you can also still bet on the many simulated sports that Bet Online has to offer. I'm talking about NFL, NBA, and UFC simulated events 24 7. Or you can participate, and Riley, I can't, I, I still can't believe this. But you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, which is going to be like a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament. And the thing I can't believe is it's free to enter. That's right. It's free. So that is a great thing you need to get on on Bet Online, And, of course, live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you can find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary. And they're calling it The Final Dance. So what are you waiting for? Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. All right, we're excited here on Finit to Win It to be joined now by Miami Dolphins rookie tight end Bryce Sturk. Bryce, coming off a 2019 season at Montana State where he had 65 tackles, 20 for loss, 15 sacks, earning him second-team All-Big Sky and All-America honors. Bryce, thanks so much for joining the show. First off, man, how does it feel to be a Miami Dolphin? And with everything going on right now with COVID-19, it's such a weird time in this country, and I'm sure for you, you know, making that jump into the NFL, just how much contact have you had with the coaching staff and other players since you know, signing that contract and joining the Miami Dolphins? Um, it's been different. I mean, this is, you know, being a rookie, this is all I know for the NFL. So I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between any other off season. Um, but you know, I have been able to have some contact with coaches, um, especially, um, my tight ends coach, George Godsey. 
Um, most of it has been over Zoom, kind of on the iPad and stuff. Haven't really been able to see anyone in person as of yet. So Bryce, Riley mentioned some of your stats and your success you had playing the defensive side of the ball in the FCS. It was reported that the Dolphins actually approached you a few weeks before the draft and asked you if you'd be willing to switch to tight end. What were those conversations like leading up to your signing? And can you talk a little bit about why you chose to take on that challenge of switching to tight end? Yeah, um, I mean, a couple, you're right. A couple weeks before the draft, um, they called me and they're like, hey, you know, we, we don't know if you're going to get taken or not, but uh, if you're still available for as a free agent, um, you know, we'd be more than willing to sign you as a tight end and kind of see how that works out. Um, so, you know, at first I didn't think a whole lot of it. I was like, okay, yes, I'd be able, I'd be up for the challenge, but I wasn't, um, wasn't uh, certain what would happen. Um, and then as draft day came along and, um, you know, I kind of talked over it with my agent and, you know, thought about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I could, I could probably take up that challenge. Um, and then when draft day came and went and I wasn't picked up, then uh, Dolphins called me almost immediately and said they had a position for me. So um, I uh, took it immediately. So from what reports say, there were multiple teams that you kind of were talking to throughout the draft process, even afterwards. Um, I'm not sure if you got other contract offers, but it seemed like there was a lot of interest in you playing on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, I mentioned your stats earlier. You were very successful on the defensive side of the ball throughout your college career. So what was it about the Dolphins, you know, making that jump to the offensive side of the ball? Why did you decide to choose the Miami Dolphins over maybe some other opportunities to play the position that you had played, you know, for the last three, four years? Um, well, a couple, a couple factors came into play. One is they hadn't signed a tight end throughout the draft or free agency. Um, so that kind of put me in the best position to make the team. Secondly, like it is a big jump, a lot of uh, terminology and, you know, different things you got to learn. But, um, you know, if, if you're athletic enough, which the um, Dolphins believe I am, um, then you can make that jump. So, you know, I tr if they trust me, I trust myself. And uh, I figured it'd be worth a shot to try something new. Bryce, all players go through different experiences preparing for the NFL draft. Of course, this year was especially different with COVID-19 situation. Can you discuss a little bit in detail what your draft process was like and how you prepared for the NFL draft? Yeah. So the first uh, couple months or weeks um, were pretty normal. I mean, COVID wasn't a big deal then. So I went to uh, East-West game, um, was training in Denver, Colorado, uh, at Landau Performance. Um, and really, COVID really didn't bother us up until, uh, you know, kind of the end of March uh, when we started getting word that our pro days were being canceled and that, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff up, up in the air and we weren't sure what was going to happen. So um, what happened was I, I didn't get to do a pro day at Montana State, um, but what we did was like a mock pro day at Landau with all the guys that were still there that hadn't done, um, you know, any of that stuff. So. It was pretty good. We were able to do it in front of a former Bills scout to give it some legitimacy. And uh, I think it turned out all right for most of the guys. So I want to go back for a minute and talk about your college career. You're recruited to the University of Washington by then assistant coach Jeff Choate. Coach Choate actually leaves to take the head coaching job at Montana State. And when you decided to transfer out of Washington, Coach Choate recruited you to join him at Montana State. So I was doing a little research prepping for the interview and I came across this TV package where Coach Choate was being interviewed after you were recruited to Montana State. And he said this quote that stood out to me and I would love to get your, your feedback on it. He said, he told you when you came to Montana State to believe in yourself as much as he believes in you. 
So can you talk about what kind of impact Coach Choate had on you throughout your college career in helping you prepare for the next level of football? Um, well, at Washington, he definitely I mean, he got there. He got my uh, foot in the door for college football. Um, you know, he was only there for a season, and mm-hmm. he was actually he was a D-line coach, and I was with the outside linebacker coach. So I didn't have much interaction with him after signing day. Um, so then he left for, for Montana State, and I thought that was, uh, you know, the last I'd see him. But two years go by, and I really haven't played um, any, any game time. I think my, my first eligibility year, I played in two games. Uh, second eligibility year, I didn't uh, sing, see a single snap. So I called a couple, couple colleges, one of them being Montana State. Um, and then I ended up transferring over there and um, had a pretty, pretty successful career there. But for, for preparing me for the NFL, I mean, Cho is a great D-line coach, great, um, you know, you can draw schemes all day, but he's actually a better, in my opinion, like a, a great um, developer. Like he, he, he develops these freshmen and these young kids that go into college and, you know, prepares them for not just football, but the outside world and all, uh, you know, great aspects that are outside of the game of football. So I think that carries over a lot of how he's prepared me um, to get to the NFL. Bryce, you mentioned in your draft preparation that you participated in the East-West game. Can you talk a little bit about what you, what were some takeaways you got from that and if there was any um, exposure that kind of helped you participating with that? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, it, was, it was really fun being there. Uh, it was definitely, you know, felt like drinking out of a fire hose. But um, I, I think it was, it was really good for me being a small school um, football player and being able to kind of run up against some of the guys from like Ohio State, Clemson, you know, those big time names um, and kind of get some reps against them. And I think that gives you, you know, more exposure than you would get just, you know, having a, a good season because you get to uh, play and practice in front of all those scouts and they get to have, you know, a live look at you. Was it easy to tell the difference between playing some of the guys you played against through each game through the season and then going up against those players from Ohio State and Clemson, like you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely different. I mean, the, the skill is, you know, roughly the same, but you know, you know, there's a big difference between six, five and two ninety, and, you know, six, seven and three ten. <laughs> sure. 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 You know, you had a big jump in statistics and, in progress from 2018 to 2019 with sacks and tackles. What changed in your game to really help you make that leap on the field? Uh, I think uh, more attention to details. Like, you know, I, I was able to get out there in 2018, which is the first year I played football, you know, a lot since high school. So just kind of getting comfortable with the game was a big thing in 2018. And then once I could, you know, get comfortable and readjust uh, myself with playing football at that high speed, then I can focus more on the techniques and um, really go from there. So I think, you know, being able to sit comfortably and, um, you know, focusing more on like hips and hands and coordination and stuff like that really helped me elevate my game. So there's obviously challenges that we talked about, you know, moving from the defensive side of the ball to the NFL level playing at the tight end position. But I'm curious what your take is, you know, playing on the defensive side of the ball can also bring some benefits, right? Like, because you played on the defensive side of the ball. So you can take some characteristics, some, some tendencies that you know from the defensive side of the ball. How do you translate that to give you more of a benefit um, playing the tight end position? Um, you know, there's a lot of benefits. And that's actually why the, one of the reasons why the Dolphins wanted me as a tight end, because I had that knowledge of defense. Um, so one, you know, one big thing that I think uh, will help, and we haven't gotten on the field yet to go against some people, but 
I will be able to, you know, kind of have an idea of what defensive players are, you know, looking for and how they're going to counter, you know, how I'm going to block them and stuff like that. So being able to know what they're going to do before they do it is um, going to be a huge plus. So how caught off guard were you when the Dolphins contacted you and said, hey, we would love for you to play tight end? Like, when is the last time that you actually played tight end? I, you played some in high school, right? But not really in your yeah. college career. No, not in my college career at all. High school was, uh, I played in my junior year um, for about three or four games. And, you know, we didn't use tight end that much um, in our offense. It was more of a just a, we called it power. And that's pretty much when we were just 100% running the ball. So it was, um Definitely, I definitely was caught off guard. Um, you know, I, I got a call from a Miami number. I was like, okay, here's a, you know, probably a Miami coach. And then halfway through the call, I was like, yes, yeah, so we're kind of looking at you for tight end. Um, so I, I definitely was, you know, caught off guard. And then I told my agent, he's like, yeah, a couple teams have asked me about that. So, oh, really? So a couple yeah. teams have inquired about it. Yeah. So he's like, so it's, it's not going to be out of this world. Um, you know, if a, co if a team approaches you like that, just be prepared for it. How did those three or four games in high school go for you playing tight end? I mean, <laughs> what should Dolphins fans expect? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been so long. I, I think, uh, I mean, I think I blocked my guys. So, you know, there's, there's a positive <laughs> in that. A little bit of a confidence boost. Nice, nice. So is there anything else, Bryce, that you've been doing to really prepare for the role as tight end on this team? You can't really be with your fellow teammates in person. So is there anything you're doing where you're at right now, just kind of getting ready for that position? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, running some routes, getting down the mechanics of uh, blocking schemes and, you know, like I said, running routes, catching the ball, because uh, there's a whole lot of muscle memory that you got to remember um, switching positions like that. Like um, for pass rush, you know, you have your foot, your weight on like your, the front of your foot so you can jump off and, you know, with tight end, it's got to be more balanced. So there's a lot of stuff that I got to forget and a whole lot of stuff that I need to remember. How much interaction have you had with your, your fellow teammates, specifically the other tight ends? So like, you know, you guys are, you're having to deal with this COVID-19 situation. You're, you're like, we talked about this before we started the interview. You were literally, I don't know if you could get much farther away than you are from the Miami Dolphins facilities no. No. <laughs> in Northwest Washington state. Um, so have you had any interaction with fellow teammates, um, the tight end group? So like you guys are on the same page when you finally are able to be together in person that as a team, you all hit the ground running. Yeah. I mean, I've spent, uh, I haven't like been able to hang out with the guys or you know, talk to them in person, but we all have position meetings together. Um, kind of can get a bead on what the guys are like and kind of see, you know, the personalities of them through, through those um, limited interactions. Um, but other than that, you know, it's kind of, kind of difficult, you know, to, to, to talk with them and see what they're really about without actually being with them in person. So what can Miami Dolphins fans expect from you? What type of football player are they getting in Bryce Sturk? Well, one thing that I would usually say is uh, a guy that always runs the ball, but that doesn't <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no, uh, I guess the guy that always runs with the ball, we'll see. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, but you know, definitely um, a hard worker. Um, you know, a guy with with a motor and a heart to to play the game of football. So, I mean, I might be raw in my technique, but I feel like I bring bring a lot of upside. Well, we're definitely uh, pulling for you here. Congratulations on signing with the Miami Dolphins. We're really excited to see what you can do once you're able to finally get on the football field with your teammates. Yes. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. All right, let's, let's walk through this, Bryce, because I was a little thrown off <laughs> when I was looking yeah. at your Twitter handle. I, I thought it was supposed to say, the Bryce is right. I get it. That makes sense. But it's 
T-E-H, Bryce is right. Can you explain? Because I'm a little confused here. Yeah, no, it was supposed to say the Bryce is right. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I start, it started off on Instagram, and some dude already has T-E-H name. And uh, I'm not going to go message him asking for it. So <laughs> I figured I'd just you know, try and have the, the next closest thing with the T-E-H. And then that's how my Twitter handle got that as well. Did you have a did you have a number in at Montana State or throughout your college career on the defensive side of the ball? Because I believe you're 87 right now yeah. for the Dolphins. Um, yeah. That can't that's not your number that you know you're taking from college. Did you have a number throughout your college career, and how much of a transition will that be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was number 37 throughout my college career, both at Washington and Montana State. So I guess it's not too much of a change to 87. You just got to draw you know another a backwards three on the. I just see you kind of, you know, going through the locker room and passing that 87 being like, oh, wait, that's right. I'm a tight end. I'm I'm in the 80s now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It it might be a little bit different uh, first couple days in there. And Bryce, before we let you go, buddy, uh, can you just tell us maybe what your overall first impressions of the Miami Dolphins organization are? And maybe if you've gotten a chance to talk to Coach Flores at all? Uh, I haven't been able to talk to Coach Flores one-on-one. I'm hoping to do that in the near future. Um, But from what I have gathered, um, from him talking to the team and the rookie class is that he's a outstanding, you know, classy uh, head coach. And I'm, you know, more than happy to be able to play for a guy like that. Well, you certainly fit the mold because we've talked about it a lot on our podcast. Brian Flores likes guys that are versatile in their game. And obviously we've talked about it here extensively through this interview. I mean, you've played multiple positions on defense. Now you're making, you know, the swap to offense. So you, you seem like a Brian Flores type of guy, Bryce. So uh, I'm sure he's excited to have you, have you on the squad, but you can follow him on Twitter at T E H Bryce is right. Bryce, thank you so much for taking the time. Best of luck. Once you are able to hit the field with your teammates, we're going to be rooting for you. And we hope to chat with you down the line as we get closer to the season. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So thanks again to Miami Dolphins tight end, Bryce Sterk for joining us here on Fin It to Win It. Mason, it was interesting what he said when he was talking about why he chose the Miami Dolphins. He was looking kind of at different position groups, and he saw the Dolphins tight end position. While there's a lot of talent there, there's not a lot of depth, and he thought this was an opportunity to make his mark and really give himself a shot to make an NFL roster. Yeah, and you know, Bryce's personality, you can tell he's a really humble guy. He's going to be somebody through training camp who's going to be really easy to root for to make this squad. So we really appreciate him coming on with us at Finna to Win It, and we're definitely rooting for him. I mean, it's it's a great story how he came to sign with the Dolphins as a tight end spot, and uh, good luck to him in the future. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how he makes that transition from being an All-American defensive end to a tight end at the NFL level. So we here at Finnet to Win It are going to be rooting for Bryce Sterk to make at least, we're hoping the 53-man, if not the practice squad, so he can continue his football career and living out his NFL dream. So thank you again to Bryce Sterk for joining us. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this special bonus episode of Finnet to Win It. Make sure you check us out on all major podcast platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, we really appreciate the five-star review. Make sure you interact with us on social media at Finit to Win It. And like we mentioned, interact with those Tua posts and you will be entered to win a free Tua jersey. So for Mason, I'm Riley. That's going to do it for this special episode of Finit to Win It. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Fins up, Dolphins fans.
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.